You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. On a Wednesday, pertinence are punctuated, much anticipated by many, and Alhamdulillah, really enjoy the uh, company of uh, the two top alims uh, that we have on this uh, segment. And we are kicking off with none other than Sheikh Shoaib Maida, who is a Medina University graduate. He is a businessman. He is an alim that appears in many radio platforms and on in throughout the world. And he's also uh, he goes and motivates the students of different Darul Ulums on being public speakers and how to be humanitarians. He also takes them, you know, hands on into the fields of uh, humanitarian work and so forth. Someone uh, that I embrace and uh, celebrate. And Shaykh Maida, Assalamu Alaikum wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh. Tell me how you're doing this fine, beautiful Wednesday evening. Wa Alaikum Assalam wa Rahmatullahi wa Barakatuh to my beloved brother Shafat Ahmed Khan and the dear listeners of Markaz Sahaba. The voice of our Sunnah wal Jamaa this evening, Alhamdulillah, what a beautiful day. You know, last evening coming to this morning, today we had some nice, beautiful weather. And we need to thank Allah Subhanahu for that. And, uh, you know, I tell you, at one moment when uh, we could hear the thunder coming, you know, you're just thinking of what happened before when you had all those. Uh, and Allah has actually strike some fear in us to understand and remember that is there in existence, Shah. And this is how it should be all the time. We must know. We must have in us faith that Allah is there and is watching us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, Allah always uh, reminds us, uh, Sheikh Shwe Maida, fear not mankind, but fear me. You must fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As you talk about the thunder, lightning, and I think there's a parable in the Quran that talks about when they hear the thunder and lightning and they put their fingers in the ear and then they run and hide even under the beds and so forth. And uh, at that time of fear, who's, uh, you know, who's in control? Allah is asking those that do not believe. But the fear factor comes. And it's amazing. People still don't believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they look around them, they see the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They see the sun rising. They see the moon uh, setting. They see the sea, the tides. And they look at different types of birds, or different types of languages. I mean, I can just go on with the superlatives of what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created in, uh, you know, the different types of uh, mood swings and all that that uh, uh, his creation has, you know, and alhamdulillah, it is something to marvel upon. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, we are going to discuss uh, this evening, uh, you know, managing uh, conflict, uh, how you control conflict. And, you know, there's always a conflict situation all over. And, you know, some people go and deliberately create conflict. How would you, uh, you know, uh, take in all these uh, different uh, conflict uh, you know, um, uh, uh, scenarios we have in the world, how do you read them, Sheikh Shoaib Maida? Bismillah rahman rahim You know, Shaf, you always come out with very relevant issues. And, uh, you know, in talking about issues you spoke now, is the issue we should be speaking in our homes, in, uh, in Muslim, Muslim homes. And I mean, it uh, boils, up, boils up to one simple answer to say, once you leave the trend, of your deen. As you said, you know, we always have to be there. That we obey Allah and obey the Rasul. That is the trend that we should be actually sticking in uh, from the day we become accountable. That is Bali to the day we leave this dunya. And once we stick to that trend and be, uh, you know, sincere in what we do uh, on that trend, definitely we never go wrong. 
But the moment we leave that shaft, that's where all these conflicts now are, are happening because we're forgetting that what Allah has meant to give you will be yours. And what is not in your hands is not meant to be yours. So now we'll start going digging into, into this country. Just we want diamonds, we want gold, we want oil. So we cause a conflict, let the people fight there so we can get that. And now if the people also in that area are losing the concept of sticking on the uh, guidelines of Allah or Rasul, then it becomes the problem. Shab, the main key aspect is greed. And once we get ourselves attached to this world and all the, and all the, brings in definitely these conflicts will never cease to uh to stop because definitely they are there because there is a fuel or a fume that is actually uh igniting it and making it look good and look brighter and that is greed and also a lack of um, um actually consideration for the next person but once we have to consider the other person and we wait on the lines of what didn't sharp will never go wrong you look at what is happening in saudi arabia now sharp you know uh, talking about 10 to 20, 15 years back, you know, it was an area where you could not hear of alcohol and the rest of that. You still know that people still smuggle in some alcohol and people make the, the alcohol staying there, but it wasn't as open as it is now. You know, you have uh, music concerts, you have rave music, you have uh, desert uh, nightclub songs and uh, and parties and the rest of that stuff, which is actually you look for the conflict. These are the start up of conflict. Because you and I, we do understand Makkah and Medina are the very uh, purest areas that are still remaining on the surface of Earth today. And all those are the cleanest areas on the surface of Earth and in other places in the world. And if filth is coming to those areas, definitely the sharp, it actually provoke you and it will provoke me. So what happens? There will be a conflict that comes after that. And then who wins? The one that is inspiring trouble in that conflict because he is going to supply you with guns and supply me with guns where greed now clicks in because he wants to make money from you and I killing one another. So once we come back and revert back to our understanding and where we should be standing, which is the line of Wati Allah or Rasul, definitely will be able to pick up uh, the causes of our conflicts and we'll be able to sit down and resolve them amicably without lifting a gun or without any lives being lost. And I mean, the guidelines are there in, in the Quran, Shab. Allah has mentioned for us, you know, you know, if anybody comes in conflicting statements that will cause evil or trouble amongst you, you must work around understanding uh, the information that comes in. Don't just jump the gun, but find out the information. If it's me telling you, you must be able to say, but Maida, you said A, B, C, D. Can you say this in front of the same gentleman you're talking about? You know, that way we diffuse the situation before it explodes. But the moment we entertain that kind of gossip that brings evil, I'll take it somewhere else, I'll add my 15, 20 cents, then definitely what happens after that is a conflict and this explosion. And once it starts, it doesn't stop at all the time because now we all lose its train of Odin. And once we're out there, Shaitan is very happy embracing, embracing us all and we start killing one another and we don't stop fighting and actually uh, taking bad names of one another, Shah. Uh, yes, uh, Sheikh Shere Maida, you really have uh, taken that to an, uh, another level. Uh, in the meantime, uh, Mr. Freeze uh, had got hold of me on my <laughs> on the sky, Skype here, but I uh, managed to put some hot uh, water on it. It came right. But, uh, you know, you made a lot of sense, and you talk about the co conflict uh, resolution. And, uh, you know, in conflict uh, resolution, we're looking for solutions. 
But the irony of the whole situation is uh, the mediators and the uh, you know those that are uh, call make themselves the custodians of uh, conflict uh, uh, solution uh, resolutions and so forth. Others, uh, you said it so eloquent, are, are those same individuals that are you know. Uh, uh, supplying the uh, sides with uh, both the sides, uh, one side and the other side, the parties that are at war, supplying the both of them with arms and weapons. And then, uh, you know, when it comes to uh, uh, favoritism to uh, some states that they love, and, and the whole uh, of, of of this group will uh, make sure that they will uh, they'll use a veto power uh, just to forgive them. But uh, when it comes to uh, perhaps uh, Muslim states, they have bent on getting rid of them, they have bent on giving them a punitive punishment. But they're also, uh, you know, milking uh, some uh, uh, Muslim countries that, that are so naive. I don't know why they're so naive in buying all the obsolete uh, armaments from these individuals. But what, what else I'd like to discuss is uh, Sheikh Shui Maida. As he brought in the ayat of Atirullah wa Atir Rasul, it was a Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam his whole life as he went through and meandered through the tapestry of his existence. Uh, it was a conflict, 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 and uh, Allahu Akbar, it was a divine decree sometime that intervened and revealed to Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam the culprits and those that you think are good, and now they are the culprits and so forth. Perhaps, uh, you know, your comments uh, there, Sheikh Shoei Maida. You see, Shaf, if you look at that, I mean, uh, we're talking about these conflicts coming in, uh, conflict upon conflict. You know, as I said, you know, it's more after we can, we actually we run away from uh, what Allah wants us to do. If we run away from the Sunnah and, uh, and the tradition, then it becomes a problem. As you said, you get some as well among the Muslims say that get taken away by that. It's simply because of Shaf, the same we're talking about, uh, you know, greed has taken over and because they're greedy, and they want to get as much as they can get from them. And now they become slaves of that side way by now. They have to pay with oil and being given actually weapons. And that will not yield any benefit, but will yield many losses for their own fellow Muslim brothers. And we've seen that happening. As you mentioned, you look at the Taliban and the rest of that, ISIS, you know, who created all those groups and, uh, you know, who's supplying from uh, weapons to all of them. And you find the culprit is already sitting there, as you say, you know, they just veto and see who they like. You know, I'm I'm glad. I can tell I'm glad to sit in the and look at our country. You know, uh, people are standing up and I start start mentioning uh, uh, issues openly. You know, we give uh, a good example of uh, uh, recently there was actually um, an interview with uh, uh, I think uh, Mr. Fikri Mbarula and the other one was Mr. Malema. You know, they had uh, an interview with a journalist that came from. Uh, uh, Western world, and uh, actually they did mention to him, you know, you're talking about Mr. Putin, to give an example, you say we must arrest him and the rest of that uh, for war crimes and the rest of that, why? Uh, when you started with Tony Blair, you know, they said there was mass uh, weapons of mass dis uh, destruction in Iraq. Up to now, we haven't seen any example of that to say this is what they found in Iraq. You know, the same uh, George Bush also was part of that. Look at... Uh, 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 Barack Obama, you know, who's supposed to be one Af African by origin, you know, he caused war and killed Muammar Gaddafi and the, the rest of that. And today, Libya is never a peaceful place, a peace place as it used to be. Sharp. Libya was the best in the world, whereby people were not paying for the lights and water, you know. And if you're a graduate, you complete your your studies, you don't have a job, you still get a salary equivalent to a graduate salary. If you get married, the government subsidizes a home for you. You know, there was a lot of benefits that were there in Libya. Today, there's nothing you can find of that sort. 
So, I mean, that is what we call liberation on the side of the West. It's just simply because now they'll find you fighting. And once you're busy fighting, they'll be busy actually claiming and uh, uh, piling all your uh, resources and taking them away where they want them to be. So this is what happens. So if greed is accompanied with actually lack of understanding of your dean and where you're going and where you're coming from, then it becomes a simple uh, disastrous trouble because you are creating it because you are being, you're disobeying Allah Ta'ala. And you must remember Allah has mentioned Allah that Allah will never change our condition until we ourselves change our condition. So if we change our condition for the waste, whereby we're driving by whatsoever we see in this world and the greeters around it, then trouble is roaming around us. But if we change to say this is greater for this world, and for us we are our greater that is not seen, that is unseen at the time being until the time we close our eyes, that's when we're going to see it, then we work towards that, and inshallah there will be uh, great happiness after this world, inshallah. And this is what we should be striving for as Muslims, sharp. Yes, uh, Sheikh Shuebaida, you know, Mas, uh, you've been engaging in that uh, line of thought, which was absolutely brilliant. Uh, we also look at, uh, you know, the World War II, uh, One and Two, and uh, uh, these, uh, you know, it was created by whom? The West themselves. And they killed millions and millions of uh, people that they, you know, they, they, they con conquered. It was they, it was under their, uh, you know, what they call it, the empire. And uh, they went to uh, Africa, they went to India, and they went to name those countries. They took all those men and they put them in the front line. They themselves uh, lost millions and millions of the people. And it was all for what? It was all done in futility. And it was uh, all done because of greed. It was all uh, done because it was, uh, you know what? I want more and more of this dunya, but at the expense of insan. Instead of uh, developing insan, yeah, developing the emotions of insan, and you know, recognizing each other as tribes and nations, they wanted to have, uh, uh, you know, the hegemony or to have a control over everyone. And you know, the the dominion was be on our our uh, control. It's the same thing. But uh, George W. Uh, uh, George W. Bush said uh, the second or the first two. They said uh, there must be a one world order. Yeah, you either with the, with us or you against us. And how deviously they dismantled uh, the Ottoman Empire, took away the Islamic Caliphate, and from then onwards the whole world went into uh, this uh, world of misery. The, you know, the exchange rates came in, and uh, people were just. Uh, uh, had to pay ad valorem taxes, many other taxes, uh, to obey the laws of those that captured, uh, you know, uh, the the caliphate that captured, uh, uh, you know, truth, or turned it into falsehood. How would you react to that, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida? No, no, definitely, no, Shaf. Uh, that's how things are working. You know, unfortunately, you just you just said, you know, if greed sinks in our lives. And we allow a few elite individuals that we select to put them into power, uh, do whatever they feel like doing on top of us, or using our uh, strength or using our vote, then it becomes a problem, Sharp. You know, you must remember one thing that we need to know is that politicians are never there, you know, to actually look into the interests of the people. That will never happen. They they to look for their own interests. So even if it means to sell the country uh, to the uh, highest or cheapest bidder, as long as it goes in the pocket, they're happy to do that. They don't care about what you think or what you say. What they care about is to find the means that you fund their lifestyle, even if it means squeezing you in for more 
and more interest hikes that should be coming that you can't fight. And that is what it is like today, Shafi. We, we, we are programmed. You know, we are sitting in that place where we are programmed where we can't do nothing. Where wrong is happening and we're just sitting and watching. You know, the reporters who go every week, every second week, third week, you see uh, the reporters going high, which means the people paying bond, you have to pay extra more. Those on cars, on higher purchase, have to pay more. Every second month, third month, this is happening and people are doing nothing about it. You know, we have no electricity. What what happens with that, child? Definitely, you know, without energy, it's a problem. Because the same electricity that we're using actually to uh, purify the water that is there, and also it has to be used actually uh, to run the state affairs of uh, well-being, you know, the machines in the hospitals and the rest of that. But we don't have that, and we've been controlled on that way. You're given three hours of no lights, where it's called load shading, and then if they want, they can add in another five hours and call it a power surge. And yet it's within the same limits of actually keeping you from energy. And simply because there's certain goals and limits that they want to achieve themselves, the politicians. And they will do it at any cost, whether to squeeze you and me to cry, whether we can cry, it's up to us, they don't care. So it's time that people should be actually standing up and understanding what do we stand here for? What are we and who are we? And where do we come from? And where are we going? And what does Allah Ta'ala and this Rasul guide us to live in conditions like this? When situations reach on this age, there is always solutions in Islam. And what are these solutions? So let's go and explore those solutions and we start in, 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 we, we start like implementing all, of all those uh, uh, resolutions that Ambition Sam has given us from, from the teaching of Allah Ta'ala. Definitely the Shaf will be happy and will be successful. You know, Sheikh Shreemai, they're talking about uh, conflict uh, resolution, and uh, look at how, uh, in most cases, how fickle insani is. Uh, take, for example, a country, maybe uh, you Turkish, and you looked at the uh, recent uh, Turkish elections, and what had happened there, it was, uh, you know, uh, it went to the wire, but it was like uh, external in, uh, forces that came in, the Americans, the West, they all just wanted Erdogan out of the way. But there were so many people that voted against Recep Tayyip Erdogan. I mean, it makes you think, I mean, what type of people in one country, you know, we all should be Muslims. Here's a leader that's, I mean, it's doing wonders for these citizens. And, you know, uh, his tech, uh, technological advancement is unreal. The Dini uh, side of it is, mashallah, you know, a lot of our, uh, you know, a lot of my Alim friends are living there now. And they say, Chef, it's absolutely brilliant. And then you find the same scenario when you go to a country like Pakistan, and there too, these are Muslims, but there are individuals there, a sizable uh, amount, that will vote for uh, the rogue government that will, is there, and uh, they, uh, you know, the army there that is Bible. I mean, they will just sell their souls to the highest bidder. I mean, what is shocking, because generally, you know, we, we, we look, look up to these, and these people are fit people. I mean, even the army is one of the best armies in the world. But only to be polished and to stray as uh, to to stay in the straight and narrow. Why yeah, why is that not happening, Sheikh Shreemaida? It's very easy. It's simple. You know, as you said, there's a few uh, elite individuals that like are being planted by the enemy uh, camp that is ready to actually explore and make sure that they get rid of other countries' well-being. As you just said, a good example of uh, uh, Turkey. Turkey is a very good country, and uh, the man is taking interest for his people, which is which is what they do not like. You know, if somebody is taking interest for his people, educating them, arming them to be strong people, strong minds, that's where now the other side they don't like it because they know one they've got no resources. 
So the only win they can gain is actually to um, pollute people's minds and get them fight with one another in that way, as we said, supply them weapons, boy. You know, pollute them, let them fight one another, then supply them weapons and make sure they fight. And when they fight, they win both one in supplying weapons and three, they win also in actually taking away the resources of those people and which is actually very sad. You know, um, you know, such, such, such scenario that I mean, uh, I don't know how we're going to work on this chart, but really we have to see what we can do. Seriously, things are not right, but we need to go back and revert back to Allah and Israel. Yeah, it's there. I mean, the solutions are there. I mean, you looked at during the time of Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu and you know, the troublemakers in the, inst- the instigators were identified. And it was more these uh, Yahudis that were putting uh, putting up uh, the pagan Arabs and sometimes, uh, you know, uh, the Christians uh, to go and question Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu But the answer that uh, the answers they were getting, they were dumbfounded. And uh, I mean, some of the uh, very high-ranking uh, rabbis in the uh, in in, in the uh, Yahudi circles uh, became Muslims because they got to know, hey, this is the ultimate truth, uh, Sheikh Shreemaiza. No, no, definitely. You see, Shab, you must remember the truth is not. And everybody knows what the truth is. And because they know what the truth is, there is a big worry and a big fear. You must remember, Shab, once Islam flourishes, what it says first is to return uh, whatsoever you owe to the rightful owners who owns it. You know, and let them actually uh, see if they can give you a share of that if they want to, which is not nothing wrong with that. And if you want to take it and don't give you nothing, it's also up to them because they own it. So now because they understand and they know all that, that, you know, there is a consequence if actually we buy into Islam because now we have to retain everything that does not, does not belong to us. Now this is where the problem is becoming. And you must remember the main issue here is to control the Middle East and control the oil that is sitting there. You know, that is the main issue. So that's why uh, actually openly uh, supporting Israel because that's a core center actually to, uh, you know, to infiltrate in the Middle East. Just the same way you have Ukraine as a core center uh, for NATO to infiltrate into Russia and the countries around there. And when Russia came to find out, say, because this is what is happening, our small neighbor, this is what is doing, you know, the building of nuclear and uh, uh, mission, a lot of things are happening in Ukraine that uh, is not being mentioned to the media. People are kept in the dark. So what you're seeing is what you see on the open. And when you see it, you must remember you're human. So when you see what is there, not understanding what is causing this to happen, and then it's a problem, we all start jumping. And now people are jumping in both ways to say, but now if you're saying Russia, there is even America and there's even Britain that caused a lot of chaos before. So why are we jumping gun for this one and leaving the other two? They start with the other two coming forward. So it tells you there's a lot of things that are happening underground, Sharp, that we need only Allah to guide us and to find all that. And all that mostly, if we stick to our deen and do what is relevant with us as Muslims, and actually follow the sunnah of Nabi Sallallahu and be good as it is ordained for us to be Muslim, definitely sharp, all this could clear out in a short space of time. Yeah, well said, uh, Sheikh Shoei Maida. And, you know, talking about conflict uh, uh, solutions, uh, uh, resolutions, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, when you move on and when you look into the deep, into the annals of history, you know, the spying agency, and the intelligentsia, it was always an important thing. I mean, it was uh, there during the time of uh, Sulaiman, his spy agency was second to none. 
I mean, he had birds doing the scouting and looking around what's happening, bringing in information. He had the jinn that could come to him right in a, with a blink of an eye, and there was a jinn. And then, uh, and Nabi Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam too had his uh, intelligence intelligentsia around him because uh, potential to maybe you know dissolve potential conflicts. What's your thoughts? Definitely, Shab, we are built into our vision uh, from the time Sulaiman alayhi salatu was salam came with all the way to Nabi Muhammad sallam. They had intelligence, people that went and scout and look for information and find out what it is, but not for the wrong reasons. Like how we have now, we have intelligence for the wrong reason. They go there to find something because they want something out of there, but not for the sake of peace. So the same, even yourself, Shab, you are, you are a spy for your own family. When you wake up in the middle of the night, what do you do? You open your windows and to scout and see if it is safe outside to go back to sleep. You know, just to make sure there's no any other funny movements or strange movements. Once you're satisfied, there's nothing of that. So you go back and sleep. That's just natural. So we need to use our intelligence in the best way possible. That saves us and also keeps us grounded in the sense that we do things for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once we do that, definitely we'll be on a better side. Intelligence is supposed is needed to be there. You know, you look at uh, Salat al-Khawf to give an example, Shah, uh, when uh, there was war and people want to perform Salat. You know, they perform Salat in the, in the sense that the first one will start on the first rakat, the second one will join on the second, the other group will join on the third rakat, the other one will join on the fourth rakat, and the other one will join on the one on the fourth rakat to start the first rakat. So there's movement where there's some that could be able to see what is happening around to make sure there's actually kind of safety and security for us. But unfortunately, if we sell our guards out to those that do not love us, then definitely it causes destruction to all of us. And not only your people be destroyed, you too, as the king of, of destroying your nation, one day you have to be destroyed by the same enemy. Well, uh, you know, a, a point well taken there, Sheikh Shui Maida. And as we round up, uh, you know, when you look at uh, uh, conflict uh, leads to stress and can result in adverse uh, outcomes, uh, you know, um, but, you know, if you can manage it uh, properly, a conflict can, uh, you know, enhance a relationship and promote growth. And uh, uh, perhaps, uh, you know, sometime out of conflict uh, resolutions and solutions, uh, the two people that were in conflict sometimes become the best of friends, uh, Sheikh Shui Maida. No, no, you see, when the conflict is done in the way that it is coming to bring some peace and stability, you know, so you know what you're fighting for is for peace and people to live in harmony. That brings a lot of good things thereafter. But it's a conflict that is attached with only greed, that I want to be the best, I want to have everything that I have. Definitely that causes destruction. That destruction will never clear out until people changes to say, we're doing this for the pleasure of having peace and for the brotherhood's sake. And once we have it out of that, this conflict builds up into good uh, generations thereafter where people learn to love each other with Mahaban Lin to respect one another, Shah. absolutely brilliant once again. You're always a pleasure to be with, and your company adds a value on the platforms of Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'a. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I thank you uh, profusely, and uh, perhaps your parting words uh, this evening. Shaf, uh, we need actually to learn to understand uh, our purpose in this dunya, which is to save Allah Ta'ala only and do things wonderful for his pleasure. And once we do that, inshallah, we are going to earn a good reward in this dunya and in the akhirah will be the best, inshallah. So let's learn to live with one another and enhance the brotherhood that our Nabi Sallallahu has brought to us, inshallah. That way, let's have salamat in this dunya and we live with salamat, inshallah.
Amin, Sheikh Shoei Maida. You have a beautiful, lovely, and a blessed evening ahead. Inshallah, we will talk to you next week at this time. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Time for us to go to the marketplace. When we get back, Maulana Salim Karim will be joining us.